Well, welcome back once again to the CrossFit Buff podcast. As always, I'm the host, Jason Croxon, and joining me this week will be Armin Hammer from Armin Hammer TV. And he's waving. Now, if you've oh, started watching... something. No, no, don't <laughs> say something. Don't say anything, Armin, because now we're also on YouTube. So uh, if you're listening to this and you're like, I didn't hear him wave, get on over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and then you'll get all that bonus content people waving smiling crying who knows yeah you're gonna see me touch my face in a time where i'm not supposed to be touching my face very much well i mean at least it will keep things relevant won't it <laughs> it'll be great when somebody watches this five years down the line and they're like when were we not allowed to touch our face what's he <laughs> what's he talking about slight change there's not gonna be a long intro today we're just gonna to jump straight into it although armin as somebody who who you know is in the fitness realm you know how important it is to warm up. I'm sure you do that before every session. Absolutely. Podcasting, of course, it's exactly the same, right? We have to warm up those podcasting muscles. Uh, we like to do that with some warm-up questions. Most of these questions get sent in by, by members. So there's the, the listener spotlight form. If you haven't filled it out, fill it out, add some more warm-up questions because I'm running out. That's the problem with increased output on the podcast is uh, the increased need for warm-up questions. So I'm going to just shoot off a few questions for you just to begin. Uh, the first one comes from HG. So she's a, a member at CrossFit Bath. And she asks, if you met Danny Broflex in a lift, or I'll translate for you, an elevator, there you go, what would you do? I would compare mullets. Absolutely. I would just, I'd either try and touch mullets. Every time I see someone who has a mullet and they're, they seem approachable, I try and touch mullets with them. So when I was in Ireland for Filthy 150, the guy who won Ireland, Justin Medeiros, had a great mullet at the time. So we, we went back to back and we rubbed mullets. And that's really the, that's really the move. You just at the time, has he, has he got rid of it? I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't seen him recently. He's, he's been posting. He was supposed to be competing at a couple different events this, this season. But, you know, I mean. Is that not happening? It doesn't look like, doesn't look like anybody's competing at, at events this season. Oh, my goodness. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's. I mean, that's probably a, the best answer I could have hoped for. <laughs> and it would be glorious. I, I guarantee you, it would be glorious. And would you both be flexing at the same time? It would only be embarrassing for me at that point. I can hang with him in the mullet department, but there's yeah. like, you know, there's nothing. Maybe pecs. Maybe I have bigger pecs than, than he does. But I mean, everything else is not even close. He's so jacked. Uh, just crop the heads and you'll be fine. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Next question comes from Jake Brinkman. I think he trains at uh, the bridge. He's, see, this is the kind of question that I like to ask, hate to get asked. Favorite historical figure and why? Ooh, that's a really, that's a really tough one. Favorite historical figure. I mean, this is tough because no matter who you pick, these days you can go and find something super negative about just about anybody. So it, it like, I feel like anybody I pick could, could have some sort of deep, dark secret that I'm not aware of. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a very easy, very uncontroversial one and pick Arnold Schwarzenegger. I <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Or Patrick Swayze. There you go. No one hates Patrick Swayze. I'm going to pick Patrick. Patrick Swayze is my favorite historical figure. And I know that you probably meant something like a politician or, you know, a, like William Shakespeare or something. But Swayze is an artist. And he also had a great mullet at, a, at one point. So we're noticing a trend. <laughs> hey, I, I wasn't expecting anything. I don't know what Jake was expecting, but... There you go, Jake. Yeah. Got, he gave you two. Yeah. The American, the, like the American answer is like George Washington or Abraham Lincoln or something like that. Right. But I don't know. I'll, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Patrick Swayze. Yeah. One day someone will go back through Lincoln's Twitter feed. They'll find something that he said. <laughs> of course. Of course. The final question. And this is a, my favorite question. So this isn't, and this is just a question I like to ask people the first time they come on the podcast. And that is, if they were going to be making a movie, not necessarily a movie of your life, but a movie that you would feature in, who are you picking to play you? Who would I pick to play me in a movie? Jack Black. Yeah? Well, I mean, yeah. he, he is on the fitness train at the moment, so he's, yeah. he's probably preparing it, for the role. Yeah, yeah. It would be, it would be uh, I would pick him and I would make sure the movie's a drama, like a very, very serious drama. And it would be... It would be a reenactment of my life over the past week and probably over the coming like two or three weeks of just 
of just doing nothing but you know eating a lot of food listening to metal and like kind of annoying my wife with with silly goofiness yeah it's great it's been awesome i suppose they probably just have to film it backwards so if they start with him as he is now and like oh this is when you left quarantine and then let him train (laughs) through the period of filming so that yeah you kind of oh and this is what you look like going in it could work it's a good shout and i know you're a big fan of his music as well so i have i have a feeling that 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 has influenced that that answer great well i feel nice and warm i don't know about you oh yeah i was i was doing ankle circles and uh and hip circles this entire time too so my body is as ready as my mind is well that is a true crossfitter right there (laughs) so uh um, i guess first of all well first of all go back even before we kind of ask who you are and, and what your relationship with crossfit is and your experience if anyone is wondering well why you know why is this guy in the podcast why why do i need to care about what he has to say in a very strange way, you are partially responsible for this podcast. Now, you probably didn't know that. So we, we spoke about two years ago uh, because That's I think right. my, my wife wasn't pregnant at the time and uh, Emily is now 11 months. So it's got to be almost two years ago that we spoke. And we, we recorded another podcast that I used to do that had nothing to do with CrossFit, but it was a, you know, a lot of different topics. You came on and spoke about CrossFit and that was the podcast that I then dropped in the Facebook group of, uh, of the gym. I was like, hey, you might be interested in this. So that is how Ollie became aware of the fact that I could make a podcast, basically. <laughs> the biggest mistake you've ever made, Jason. <laughs> Maybe, but... <laughs> but yeah, then um, I, I stopped doing that other podcast because, again, I had a, a second child and that takes a lot of time but yeah not that long ago ollie approached me he's like oh you're still still doing podcasts you want to do the crossfit buff podcast so in a very indirect strange roundabout way thank you armin this is all your fault <laughs> but that's not what we're going to talk about today what we want to talk about is well really i thought we could start with your sort of history very briefly if so everyone's going well who's this guy i didn't see him at the games i didn't see him on the podium why are we talking to him so what is your, well, first of all, what's your, your history just with CrossFit in general? Not so much of the company, but more the methodology. Uh, yeah, so I, I started doing CrossFit in 2008-ish, like late 2008. I have been doing CrossFit ever since then, pretty, pretty much bought in immediately. Over the course of those intervening 11 or 12 years, I have, uh, I got my level one and my level two. I, my brother and I opened and closed an affiliate in Los Angeles, California. Uh, I've gotten the chance to make a lot of content in the space. So right now I have a YouTube channel where I talk about CrossFit and what's going on in the world of CrossFit, both from like a sports perspective, as well as from like the affiliate perspective. And um, I interview athletes and coaches and business owners and just kind of put together a whole wide range of different types of content on this whole crazy exercising fast thing that we all do. Yeah, I think it was quite uh, interesting uh, if anybody heard you on, uh, and we're going to reference this interview maybe a couple of times because there's something else I want to mention on it. But um, you were recently on John Woolley's podcast, Make Pods Great Again. And there was sort of this discussion about the the variety of content that you have and sort of what happens if the games goes away. Is that it? Have you got anything else? But yeah, John was yeah. kind of like, no, I think you're, you're providing also for the everyday CrossFitter, which is also the, the sphere of this podcast. We're kind of more interested in your normal everyday. This is why I go. I'm trying to get healthy, play with my kids. So things like your open workout videos i think were mentioned so they are kind of not well look if you're gonna you want to do it rx unbroken every movement and get the best possible time in the world this it's you want to get through this and get a better score than maybe you you would just attacking it without some advice here's a few a few trademarked sneaky fit movement (laughs) that will (laughs) that, that will help you so again if if anyone is listening to this and they think well i'm not really i don't really follow crossfit as uh, you know the sports side of CrossFit. It's not just that you're saying. You've also got a lot of stuff for for other people, and you, as you mentioned, like changes, shakeups, things that are happening within the company. Uh, you, you know, you've had sit down chats with Greg Glassman, so you, you you're kind of 
in that fear of, of, of knowledge to a degree. I'd like to say so. I, I'd hope so. Yeah, I'd hope so. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't say that, but you'd like to say it. That's, That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing up those, uh, those different examples of stuff that I do. Yeah, it is, it is definitely a, a wide breadth of different types of content. And a lot of it just kind of has to do with what people are talking about at the time. You know, if someone, if, if something really topical is going on, I will focus a lot of my content on that because one of the biggest things that I try to do is move the conversation forward. So I, I try to keep my finger on the pulse in terms of what people are generally interested in talking about and hearing about and then adding to that conversation as best as I can. So I don't know if you've noticed, but people are talking about something at the moment. There is a, uh, a little small global pandemic going around that has had an effect on CrossFit. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure we've all heard if, you know, this event's being postponed, this one's been pushed back, this one might not happen, this one might happen. You know, if some are being very realistic in maybe what they assume is achievable, some are very hopeful, maybe, in what, mm -hmm. they, what they feel is, is going to be accomplished. I think uh, the fact that SID was earlier in the year was a great thing for the UK. So it meant that we got to, to have that. That was a great event. And you, know, you got to see really some big names throw down and you know it was nice that in the uk we had that but we obviously have seen sort of what's happening uh, around the world probably one of the most interesting slash tragic ones was the atlas games i would say so yeah or you would say so and correct me if i'm wrong but i believe you were there i was yeah yeah it was a very it was a very uh, singular and unique experience. I, I don't, I do not think that any other sanctioned event or, uh, or, you know, CrossFit related type thing is going to go through something like that. But, you know, the gist of it is we essentially had, uh, you know, everything lined up. It was all ready to go. I was part of the media team. So I was doing the commentary on the live stream. And so I had gone up to Montreal to, uh, to participate in that and be there for it. And the week we went up, everything was fine. You know, Monday, everything was fine. Tuesday, everything was fine. We heard, you know, one of the events was going to be uh, postponed. And that was the event that was taking place in China. So it was like the Shanghai event, the Asia CrossFit Championship had to postpone. Totally reasonable, makes sense. And then we get there on Wednesday, everything is still fine. Then we hear Italy is going to be postponed. It's like, okay, well, Italy is also taking a pretty big hit right now. So that also makes sense. Um, but the event organizers were in contact with like the local government and everything was just fine. Everything was, was a okay. Good to go. Thursday, we get to the venue and you know, the, the rig is being set up. The vendors are putting their footprints down. Athletes are showing up to check in and then news breaks that the Canadian government is limiting, uh, gatherings of more than 250 people and that the venue which is run and owned by the local Montreal government was going to be shut down over the weekend and so suddenly what was very much like a an unfortunate but detached set of circumstances you know in the interim there from Wednesday night to Thursday afternoon five other events had to postpone but we thought that it was going to be fine because we had been talking to the local government and that, you know, we were in the weekend of and everything was going to be okay. And we're going to be able to handle it. And suddenly it was not, we were right on the goal line, right ready to, to get going and, and everything got kind of shut down and pulled out from under us. Yeah. It was, uh, I guess, again, I mean, it was, it was tragic as you said, because athletes were there, people were ready, things were being constructed. And if anybody is, is not aware, the Atlas Games is the, the Canadian sanctional. So mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have it last year. So it was sort of, or did, did they have anything? I, they did. But it wasn't a, a sanctional I think it was. Event. I think last year was the first year it was. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was a sanctional last year, but I can't remember. I think so. I think it was. They, so they have two sanctioned events in Canada. One's in the East, which is the Atlas Games, and one's in the West called the Can West Games. And yeah, I think they were both sanctioned events. No, they were not sanctioned events last year. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm sure there were, um, you know, uh, tweets and messages from like uh, Fikowski and Velna sort of saying, what's going on in Canada? How come we don't get anything? And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, going to exactly. swim to China, all of that. But <laughs> But what, what was kind of interesting is, so the, the Atlas Games is, is sanctional in, in Canada, and they'd already, people had already been talking about whether or not 
the game the games was going to go ahead even before this started because they had a kind of a nightmare scenario just in the lead up yeah that's that's the crazy part right so atlas games dodged a couple of really big problems um in the lead up to the event and in fact there was questions like you said about whether or not it was going to go off completely unrelated to this whole quarantine thing it was because of their um their equipment so they sourced their equipment from a Canadian company named Tidax. And it was, you know, it's, it is a custom set of equipment, a custom rig, you know, custom colored barbells and plates and, you know, medicine balls and vests and bags and stuff. And the, the problem that they ran into was there was a protest over gas lines, uh, over like uh, oil lines in uh, native country in Canada. And that protest completely shut down railways going west to east. And so their equipment was stuck on the west side of the country. It was, it was stuck completely on the other side of the country. And so they sort of were in this really weird gray area about whether or not their equipment was even going to show up to, to be there for the event. And through sort of a lot of ingenuity and creative solution making, the company Tidax was able to, you know, get the equipment off of the uh, shipping containers, get it off of the trains that it was stuck on, put it into some trucks and then drive it over. And it finally got in, I want to say on Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. So it got in at quite literally the last possible second for the event to actually happen. And only for you know maybe 24 or 30 hours later the entire thing to get shut down yeah and i think it's you know we all kind of especially when something terrible happens you know if you dodge just like a small bullet you're kind of like okay yeah that that wasn't too bad who knows what's next but when there's that that massive sort of this will end us and you get around that you almost you're like well that's that's absolutely the worst thing that could have happened huh? but we did it we did it guys and you're already high-fiving and then so when you get like this second blow that that's got to be like devastating to 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 them yeah it was rough so i think that's sort of what everybody knows if, if you're just watching on social media or, or seeing what's going on so we kind of knew about that we knew that the event got cancelled i'm intrigued to know then you know what did people do after that you were there so kind of the athletes that have arrived what, what did they decide to do I, I heard a few different things i didn't know what you what you experienced while you were there yeah, so so all of this kind of went down. I got in on Wednesday. You know, we had some meetings Wednesday night. Everything was good to go. Uh, went to the venue on Thursday. Spent all day at the venue on Thursday, and that's when everything sort of fell apart. And we had to, you know, they made the decision finally that it was there was nothing they could do. There was no solutions they could come up with to fix this. Um, announced it to the athletes. Uh, the athletes led by Sam Cornoyer, who's a, a, an athlete out of that area. He trains just like half an hour north of Montreal, um, out of DECA CrossFit. He sort of organized a loose gathering of people for Saturday. So he's, he invited a bunch of the athletes that were in town. He invited the event organizers. Um, we, the media team, kind of came in and also participated in a little bit. And uh, he just wanted to show sort of solidarity for Alexi and the rest of the event for having this sort of like really awful thing happen to them. And, you know, they, they did two of the workouts from the weekend on Saturday and a bunch of really top level, um, at least on the men's side, a bunch of like top level Canadian athletes were there, which was really cool to see. And um, overall it, it was, it was cool. It was like this, great little community event held inside of a gym, very impromptu, very informal, but very much back in the feel of, you know, what it was like to do little throwdowns in your local gym, you know, with your friends. And it was, it was a really cool solution because honestly it was rough. Like we spent all day Friday kind of going around the city and hanging out a little bit and dealing with things here and there. And, you know, trying to sort of catch up with people and see where they're at and helping out tear down the event at the venue and, 
it was just like, it was very somber. You know, we had a good time. We, we'd go out each night and we had really nice meals and we, we would reminisce and have a good time and like, you know, have joke around and have some drinks and stuff. So there was, there was some levity involved, but the underlying feeling was this, was almost like this shock. Like everyone had been in a major car accident or witnessed a major car accident. So everyone was kind of dealing with it in their own way and getting a chance to sort of let loose some steam and to get everyone together on Saturday afternoon to just lift weights and work out and at least put some of their work on display was, was I think really valuable for everybody. I think it's interesting because to me, it, it sort of, it's like a, a, a macro expression of what's happening kind of all around the world at the moment um, from what, from what I've observed. So from what I've seen personally here in Bath, uh, from what I know is going on in other parts of the world, but maybe you've experienced, I mean, well, we just mentioned briefly before we, we started recording the ultimate sin of speaking about something before we start recording, but we did, but we were talking about like people using zoom and, and things like that to, to do workouts. I just think it is, is that right? So you went there, you had this, this idea to do this massive competition. It was going to be, you know, you'd been training for it. Everybody was excited. You're there. You can't do that. But instead of just, well, pack my bags, go home people were still like, okay, what can we do? What's sort of the, the most we can do? Or how can we help? How can we keep this community sort of engaged? You know, obviously people are going to be upset that they're not, they're not doing this. And people might be genuinely worried as well because, uh, you know, it's, it's not just like, oh, I didn't get to do my, my CrossFit competition. What a shame. But the reason behind it is quite scary. For, for a lot of people, especially people are coming from different parts of the world. So, uh, you know, we've mentioned Italy before. Uh, I have a, a lot of family in Italy and a lot of friends. I've lived there for a long time. And yeah, we get sort of feedback every day from these people. And you do, you do worry. So on the one hand, you've got the kind of the fear of, you know, what, what is happening in the world. And at the same time, the disappointment of this, you know, this thing you love that you've spent time, energy and, and all of that. But then people are just doing kind of what they can to to say well what's the most we can do to still distract ourselves to to still engage in this thing that we love but in a safer way in a way that complies with you know what the government is, is, is suggesting and unfortunately we see what happens when people don't listen to what the government suggests because uh, again you know going back to italy a, a lot of people have said to me <laughs> like friends have said to me that you know oh, we didn't people didn't listen they went out and just did what they would normally do and yeah this was sort of the result and i think it's happening kind of around the world so like in, in bath for example we uh, initially i think the first change was stopping the the classes basically and just turning it into open gym so it was sort of you could you can come to do open gym be, be be careful be sensible think about you know how how much contact you're having with people i think actually the very first thing immediately was the coaches making sure everybody went and washed their hands before we started kind of right. just basic things you should probably do anyway. <laughs> but, but even as, as adults, we need to be told, which is if this pandemic has done anything, it's just highlighted how bad our hygiene is. <laughs> by the sure. of things. But um, so that was sort of the first thing that it was, yeah, like kind of stopping the wads, just doing, doing uh, open gym, reducing the hours, reducing kind of, how many people were coming in to the point where now the government has said gyms need to be closed. So they, they've, they've had to close, but then uh, I think what was really nice is even before they were closed, they knew that, okay, we can stay open for some people and other people are not going to be able to come because if you are living with someone who's high risk, if you are you know working in a, in a situation that means you, you need to be careful, limit exposure, they started already posting home workouts. So every day you'd have, this is the wad if you're at the gym, this is what you can do at home with and variations of that with sort of no equipment, minimal equipment and so on. Now that it's completely closed, it's Zoom workouts. So mm -hmm. there's a couple a day, log in at this time. And uh, I did one today, it was great. You get to see everybody. Uh, I would say everybody that you normally see. Nobody that I normally see was there because <laughs> it, was far, it was far too early in the day. But, but I knew them anyway. So that was nice. Uh, it was good to see the coaches and everyone. So it's sort of, you just see how people are saying, all right, we're in this situation. Yeah, we're kind of on lockdown, but let's not just let everything go out the window. The last two, three, four, five 
10 years of training. Put that, put that behind you now. Grab the cookies and ice cream. Let's get this done. Yeah, the, the ingenuity of the community to come up with solutions and ways to kind of, you know, still provide from the from the affiliate perspective, still provide a lot of value, like the real value of what people are paying for. Uh, I'm, I'm super impressed by that. I love seeing the different types of ideas and stuff that people are coming up with. Like for me, it's not super tough in either direction because I'm a member of a local affiliate here. I mean, it's less than a mile away from my house uh, here in Austin, Texas, but you know, I'm on the road so much that I only ever really get to get into the gym a couple times a week at best. So for me, the gym being, you know, sort of closed down or, you know, me being on like a social distancing self quarantine because I travel so much, like not that tough. I basically have a full affiliate in my garage. So whatever workouts I want to, or can do, you know, those are still happening. In fact, I'm probably working out more now than I have been in the last couple months, just because I'm not, on the road, I'm not taking flights. I'm not losing days to travel. Um, and I'm not, you know, in, um, sort of unfamiliar circumstances. I'm just in my home. So whenever I want to work out, like just go over to the garage and, and get something in. Okay. But don't go mad because remember Jack Black has to mirror whatever. That's you right. Do. So that's right. You know, be, be kind to him. I'm balancing it out because I am actually still eating all the cookies and ice cream every day. <laughs> Well, I, I know two years ago when we had the the, the other podcast, uh, there was a, a long discussion about Ben and Jerry's. I I still consume two to four pints of Ben and Jerry's a week, so it's it's a lot. I'm I am still eating a lot of ice cream. Yeah. So anybody who listened to all those nutritional podcasts that we did a little while, <laughs> I just disregard everything I'm saying from this point. But... Yeah. Don't do what I do. It's all I'm trying to say. Do not do what I do. So going back to the Atlas Games um, and just mentioning that that interview that I sort of hinted at earlier with, that you've done with John. So I listened to that after the fact. So I'd heard the Atlas Games had, had been cancelled. I probably, it was, I guess I probably listened to it on like the Monday after that weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was quite tragic listening to, to you talk about going there because you were very excited. You, you'd made a big change at Arm & Hammer TV. You, you'd upgraded your... You're kind of your assistant, we could say, because uh, unfortunately in Miami, you had to drag Chase around with you and then you... Well, fortunately for me, unfortunately for him, I had to drag him around, but yeah, yeah. So you uh, you managed to convince your wife that it would be a good idea for her to travel with you and you were sort of saying, we're going to try this and it's going to be a new way of doing things. I've got someone who's going to help me. This is going to be great. This is the new way. Yeah. No, it was great. I, I convinced her to quit her job and come and come with me on this crazy journey. And uh, and guess what? She got a new job when we got back. She was like, this is this isn't obviously this is not going to work. So, yeah, it's uh, it was it really that was that was a big bummer. It was great to travel with her for once, but it was a big bummer that it didn't quite work out. So where do you see sort of your because, you know, she she quit her job she got another job uh you i was gonna say you left your job you got fired it's <laughs> very true uh, a couple of years ago um and i mean i know they wanted you back and you said no so at the end of the day well done but you know you've been put, investing in 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 crossfit and i don't want to say the majority of your content but obviously one of the things that attracts the the eyes the the big numbers are the sanctional events the interviews you do with you know people that are at these events so that's all very much up in the air at the moment so what what is the future of or not necessarily the future but what's the plan for arm and hammer tv going forward over the next couple of months that is a very good question you know the the fact is that i have kind of been trying to diversify my content anyway and you're right the the majority like a vast majority of what i talk about generally has to do with the sports side of things because that's where a lot of eyeballs are and that's where a lot of people are um at least seem to be interested and it's been doing well for me i i really enjoy that part of it i know a lot about that side of the the world and and i know a lot of the people involved in the events and organizations involved so i have good relationships there and i enjoy that 
so that's why I spend a lot of time talking about it. But for sure, you know, the question needs to be asked about whether it's sustainable. Like, can I continue traveling to six, seven, eight, ten events a year? Can I continue, you know, putting in uh, this type of money and work and hours for the output? And if the answer is no, then how do I adjust the sort of formula of what I'm doing to give me a more sustainable or, you know, even just a more um, successful sort of like content strategy? And uh, yeah, I mean... You know, I've tried to do some different stuff over the past week or so. I've been doing uh, a, a lot of live interviews and that I was doing a lot of live stuff anyway over the past couple, let's say four weeks. I was doing a lot of live content just because I have the equipment for it. I enjoy doing it. I like doing that sort of content. And that's sort of an experiment to see exactly where that goes. You know, if the interviews do well, if the live content does well, then I'll do more of that. And I enjoy that because I can do it here in my, in my home. I can do it in the studio. I don't have to worry about being at a different venue or being in a different country or different state for an event. Um, so those, those aspects are, are, you know, that type of like experimentation is part of it. I mean, my brother, probably tells me at least once a week that I need to start doing content on things that I'm also interested in that aren't CrossFit. So he's like, talk about Star Wars, talk about video games, talk about TV shows. And he's a hundred percent right. But you know, I'm, I sprinkle it in a little bit here and there, but I don't do like full pieces of content around that sort of thing. Cause I'm not sure if the audience cares enough to, you know, listen to me talk about that type of thing as opposed to the CrossFit type of thing. So it's like, it's almost like little bits of experimentation here and there. And for me, this period of time where I'm kind of stuck inside and I have to have a lot of time to think and try different things is just kind of like a catalyst to keep doing exactly that, experimenting with different types of content and seeing where it goes. If people latch onto one thing over another, like, you know, this week I'll do a few more of those live interviews, but I'm also going to start sprinkling in um, pre-recorded things as well, because I feel like, you know, maybe we need to try that out and see what people are responding to. Maybe people are going to respond more to that than they are to the live interviews. And then if that is the case, then we have to figure out why and how I can approach that to, to other pieces of content. So yeah, it is, it is definitely a question I'm asking. I don't have a really clear answer for it, but the best answer that I have is that I, I, I'm lucky enough to have the opportunity to try a bunch of stuff before I have to hang it up in any way, shape or form. So, yeah, I suppose going, going back to your, your brother's point, like it, it's true that things like yeah, Star Wars and video games are I insanely popular. Uh, unfortunately, like you are someone who, because you've been in, in the CrossFit space for so long, you have those relationships in place, you have access to mm -hmm. the right people. Whereas if you're trying to break into something that you've already got, another million YouTubers all putting out their videos, talking about those things. It, it's difficult if you don't already have those established relationships with, right. you know, you're not getting the scoops, the exclusive information. You know, he's saying, Oh, do you want to put this trailer on your channel? And you know, you're going to get a load of, a load of views because they have to come and see it on your channel is sort of, maybe you could get that, but you're probably going to like the struggle to get to there is probably more than sustaining a CrossFit conversation in a period of time when CrossFit is, it's not gone. It's just right. a, a number of probably, you know, you, you'd sat down, you had your calendar, you were like, well, I know I'm going to be talking about videos leading up to this event and then reviewing this event. And then we can talk about this event. And then we got the lead up to the games and it's sort of, and all of that at the moment is, well, who knows? But exactly. then, but then I think that's what, you know, that's also where your channel kind of shines is the, I think you used to, I don't know if you still do it. You used to always sort of finish with this tagline about, there being so much going on, it's easy to kind of miss stuff. Uh, I and do, I, yeah. And I think that's like at this point, that's probably really useful because back in the, you know, a few weeks ago, you could have just pulled up a calendar and been like, these are all the sanctional events leading up to the games. If you want to watch something, this is going to be on YouTube. This is going to be on Facebook. This one's going to be on Flow Elite. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're not going to watch that one. <laughs> so you'd have sort of all these different, these different options. Uh, and now, it's kind of being drip fed Oh, this event has decided this or this event has just updated with this bit of news. So it is nice to have it all 
in one place. Yeah, you, and and that's that that's the thing. Like people are still interested in what's going on, and there's still a lot of moving parts, and everything is moving so quickly that it's really easy to not just miss important stories, but also to miss the context within which those stories make sense or why they're important. And that's one of the things that I'm really proud of that I've been able to bring to the table is like, I can contextualize what's happening in the space really well. The, the biggest hurdle for that right now is that the context within which all of this is happening is unprecedented and is very poorly explained in general for people. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really big challenge because, you know, it just, there, there isn't a lot of things to draw on to describe what's happening right now in terms that people can relate to or understand because it's so new and different from anything they've experienced before. Yeah. And I think the, you know, we always say CrossFit prepares you for the, you know, the unknown and unknowable, but at the moment it is people are being told stay home from work until, until when Uh, two weeks, four weeks, eight weeks, six months, like there is no, it's a very much, well, we'll see how things go kind of, it's, it is a difficult time. I think that's why people are more than ever, if you've got something like CrossFit in your life, you're like, well, this is the way I used to unwind when I was stressed from what now retrospectively are not enormous stresses <laughs> compared right. to perhaps what yeah. I'm going through now, how much more so we need to kind of keep those good habits but we're also at home where all the food is. So it's sort of, mm-hmm. you've really got this, this fight going on. Just moving away then from the competition and, and sport side of things, uh, I'm intrigued because you, you know, you've mentioned you, you travel a lot, you, you ran an affiliate for a long time, you've been to many other affiliates, you know a lot of affiliate owners. Do you feel that the majority of people that do CrossFit, or, or maybe it has changed in the last couple of years it it may well be when you started the majority of people did care about the games and the competition side do you feel that now it's it's the same that like everybody is on the kind of i want to see what's going on at the games or are there a lot of people that have you seen more and more people that just want to do crossfit as a fitness methodology and they don't really you know they may be kind of aware of what the games are but they're not so focused on that you know i think in general the games, while they've seemed to be the most important thing that CrossFit was doing, was always only something that the minority cared about. Um, in my experience, the majority of people who do CrossFit would not be able to name the current CrossFit Games champion. And I think that's, that's great. Honestly, I think that's really good. Um, I think it's always been that way. You know, and even including like the five or six years that CrossFit did essentially nothing but shove the games down everybody's throats. Um, You know, I think it's always been that way. When we had our affiliate was during the peak of how crazy CrossFit was in terms of their investment into the games. And realistically speaking, maybe a third of our members even cared that there was such a thing as the CrossFit Games. Um, and all of them knew about the open because we would tell them about the open and we would encourage them to participate in the open, but it takes a lot more energy or effort from their end to care about what happens after this like five week thing in the gym. And so other than hearing it here and there from one conversation in the corner or seeing it on Instagram, they were never exposed to it because it wasn't really important to them. So my gut tells me that the vast majority of CrossFitters in general, not only don't know or care about the CrossFit games, they shouldn't, like it it just has nothing to do with their day to day. Um, But the people who do, right, on the flip side, you know, the the 10, maybe 20% of all CrossFitters that really care about the CrossFit games, they are super diehard about it like there are no crossfit games fans that aren't like pretty deep into it i feel like the the average spectator or fan of crossfit as a sport they they know the athletes in general they have favorites they probably own some type of a shirt they're engaged with them on social media you know they talk about 
you know, who's better, Matt Fraser or Rich Front? Like they talk about those things with their friends and it only gets more and more invested from there, right? So it, it is, it's kind of like this inverse proportionality where the vast majority of CrossFitters don't really know or care what is going on with the CrossFit games, but the ones that do give a lot of time and energy and effort into knowing and learning and enjoying it. So there's a lot of, a lot of that invested. Yeah. I suppose that makes it difficult then for you to like walk that line because you said sort of, this is a video about the games. So only 20% of the community care but those 20% are all going to go and watch it as opposed to right. the, the 80% that don't care. I could make a video for them just about something more general in the CrossFit space, but they're probably not getting on YouTube and looking up CrossFit anything anyway, because they're, they're just happy with their gym, their coach, you know, they're getting the results they want. And I, I agree with you. That's a, a good thing. And it's what I've experienced a little bit like on a, on a micro level with this, podcast it's mainly for let's say it's mainly for the members of crossfit bath that was sort of why it's put out there we give you know feedback on nutrition and things to help your training and sleep and you know uh, what's going on at the gym what's happening with maybe the finding a new location so it's all that kind of information uh, occasionally i get so like i had a crossfit games athlete on uh, i'm not going to say who it was but yeah, go through the back catalog it's easy to find i think <laughs> that is the episode that has the lowest number of downloads of any episode so to me, that was really the indication that, right, the focus should be on how can we just help like normal people? <laughs> sure. And I think, I think that's something that everybody in the space is learning, right? The, the, the regular person, you know, they, they're fans of, of athletes. They like seeing someone who can snatch 300 pounds and run a five minute mile. It's great. It's really impressive. But at the end of the day, you know, it's much more applicable to their daily lives when their coach the person that they interact with every single day is telling them hey guys uh, i tried out this new supplement and uh, don't waste your money it's not worth it like that's way more applicable to their day-to-day -day life than it is um hearing about you know the nine training sessions someone does in a day to make it to the crossfit games yeah i'm i'm lucky if i get one a day so <laughs> Nine and that's why neither of us are going to make it to the games, Jason. Yeah, that's the only reason why. That's that's uh, that is the only reason why. That's it. That's the only one. Well, it's been uh, it's been great chatting with you about this. I, I hope. I mean, I, I feel again we're in a. It's it's funny because we've talked a lot about the sport, a lot about the games, and then we said nobody really cares about that. But at the same time, we all just we're all at home at the moment. We, I mean, it's it's true. Uh, we're recording this on the twenty third, so on the twenty fourth, Disney Plus launches in the UK. So uh, people will people will have stuff to do finally at home. Can I, I mean, suggest that you watch Mandalorian because it is really really good. I, I'm pre-ordered. I'm just waiting for tomorrow at this Smart point. Smart man. Um, it's uh, it's been a long wait. I mean, the conspiracy theorist in me, and uh, Shax, if you're listening, you'll probably like this one. What a coincidence that Disney Plus launches in the UK just in time when uh, people are staying home and going to be desperate for content and maybe signing up to. I mean. You know, I'm not saying they caused it. Oh, say it, Jason. Shout it from the mountaintops. You're 100% right. But I wouldn't put it past the mouse. Uh, I feel that. <laughs> Are you saying that Mickey Mouse has engineered the coronavirus in order to get more money on Disney Plus? I'm not not saying that. I love it. I'm saying he looked at Thanos's sort of half the population, get rid of them theory, and he tweaked it a little bit. And uh <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's made the video portion worth it. Just that. So before we before we go, if if you still have a little bit of time, uh, it's always nice for us to uh, spotlight a listener. So uh, I've I've got Let's one here. It. I've got one here. I'll, I'll give you the, the kind of the questions that we've asked them and, and their responses. I'll, you know, I'm intrigued to see your feedback on on a few of these, particularly the very first question. So we're going to be talking about Tony. So Tony trains at uh, CrossFit Bath. So I think we all know, if we're in Bath, we all know who Tony is. The first question I ask is, what time do you usually train? Um, Armin, what time do you normally like to, to work out? I usually am either working out midday or in the morning. Okay, define morning. I'm not like, I'm not a wake up at 4 a.m. and get after it type guy. I'm more of like 
leisurely wake up, you know, seven, seven thirty, have a couple cup of cups of coffee, try and figure out what I'm doing with my life and then go on to exercise, you know, to, to shake off the stress, you know? Excellent. See, I am uh, famously on record as 8 PM. That's it. It's the, there is no alternative. It's 8 PM. Tony likes to train at 6 AM. So that Ooh. is, that's probably... a, that's a very committed human being right there. Yeah. And that's why we don't, we don't partner up, Tony. That's the, <laughs> that's the one reason. The second reason will be your favorite movement in CrossFit. Any, any guesses on what someone might put as God, one of the favorite if movements? He's, if he says a 6, a 6 AMer is one of those, it's one of those people that's so committed and so into making this happen in their life that they're not going to allow something like lack of sleep to stop them, which means that they're not going to allow something like the, the awfulness of certain workouts to, to stop them, which tells me that either his favorite things are thrusters or burpees. Well, no, not, not I, I love the reasoning behind that. <laughs> Considering you've no idea who Tony is, that is exceptional. Uh, his, his favorite movements are clean and jerk, which is, which is fine. But then he said any type of shoulder to overhead. So again, I'm on record as saying I kind of have a a bit of an issue with my shoulder. So I do shoulder to overhead, but I don't love doing it. Uh, And then he likes running and rowing. So woof. Is he is he tall? He sounds like a tall guy. Yeah, yeah, that's a real tall guy move. Uh, Everybody is tall for me. So (laughs) (laughs) most hated movements. So. I mean, this right, is so if he's if he's a tall guy and he likes running, rowing, and clean and jerks and shoulder overhead, that tells me it's squatting. That's his biggest problem. So any types of squats are probably going to be the things he hates the most. That's amazing. Most hated movement: back squat. Yep. But back squat, wall ball. Well, I'm with him on the wall ball. Anything that puts pressure on my dodgy knee. So there we. That'll we do it. Has to do the the Sean Sweeney never go below parallel only in competition. That's right. That's right. Uh, it's a nice one. Um, we I, we asked sort of how they came across CrossFit in the first place and and how long they've been doing it. He says I used to see CrossFitters running on the street near my house. I developed major FOMO at the at the thought that if I ever eventually joined, I'd regret not having started sooner. Uh, so he joined immediately, and that was he did his intro course in June of 2017. So a couple of years now. I mean, that's the best billboard that CrossFit has ever come up with is making your members run outside the number yeah. of people that started doing crossfit because these people just kept running past my house and they looked good <laughs> i want to look like that i like the i really like that mindset of the idea that you know i know that a couple years down the road if i do join this thing i'm gonna regret not having joined sooner so might as well just do it right now yeah that's great he's a smart man clearly so finally the last thing i always ask for a fun fact uh, and it can be about themselves, just about something within the universe in general. Uh, and then I, I like to get my guests to tell me whether or not they feel this fact is fun. Uh, I, I don't normally read them, but I've read it. I have glanced at this one in advance and I like it. So here's fun fact. He says the total weight of ants on Earth once equaled the total weight of people. Then people got fatter. Then people created CrossFit. Ants will outweigh people once again if we stick at it. Stay focused, people. <laughs> That's a gr- that is a really fun fact. I like that. That's a great fact. I'm gonna u- I'm gonna keep that one in, in the back of my mind because you know my wife really loves when I when I you know just pull out a random um, factoid for her. So I'm gonna keep that one in mind. Full disclosure: I do not fact check any of these. So um... the the secret is neither do I. Well, the important thing is whether or not she does. That's right. That's right. She'll. I mean, she 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 bl- she brushes them off anyway. She's like just another another one of these fun facts for me because I repeat them a dozen times. So she'll hear it over the course of you know a year, maybe ten or fifteen times, and she'll probably believe it by then anyway because I've just said it so many times. That's that's how it works, right? Yeah, because she'll probably be like, "Yeah, I've heard that before," not realizing, "Yeah, exactly. yeah you've heard it from me before." <laughs> It's like subliminal messaging in your house. This is yeah. Eventually, it clicks that I've said it five or six times before, and and she'll very very kindly, very gently hear me say it, and then remind me, "Hey, you you told me that three weeks ago, and yeah. uh, and I think three weeks before that too." And it goes back ad nauseum every three weeks, bringing up this same fun fact. So 
it's good that I'm learning new ones so I can, I can surprise her, give her a little curveball that she's not expecting a new fun fact. Well, you're welcome. I like to think we provide a service to the listeners, but also to the guests. So uh, you, you can take that one home with you. My marriage appreciates it. Oh, good. <laughs> well, I know Glassman told you, don't get divorced over this. So He did. He did indeed. Thank you so much for, for, for joining me. I know you're a busy guy. You've probably got loads you're supposed to be doing today, but you've managed to, to convince yourself to stay home just so you could call me. I, I really appreciate that. I've always got time for you, Jason. All right. I'm, I'm just going to click that sound bite there. And uh, <laughs> next time I need a favor, uh, Armin, do you remember when you said this? <laughs> <laughs> I regret nothing. Let's do it. Brilliant. All right. So um, thank you, everyone, for, for listening. If you joined us on, on YouTube, how was that? I don't know. Uh, yeah, thumbs up from Armin. That's great. So uh, hopefully, uh, if you are watching this, probably there will be uh, two sort of versions going out. So on YouTube, you get the video with maybe slightly less editing. And then there'll probably be a, a more smooth, normal style episode uh, going out on the iTunes and Spotify and all the other usual places. Uh, potentially, I'm going to record an outro afterwards and put it in after the fact. But don't hold me to that. So if this just cuts off that'll be why so uh, armin before before we we go uh, where can people find you if they want to know what's going on in both the traditional crossfit world and the sport side of crossfit uh that would be armin hammer tv on uh youtube is my main platform but i also post on instagram occasionally and uh that's just a r m e n hammer tv very very easy very simple i don't know you guys have the baking soda brand in, definitely uh, in the UK, do. right so there yeah. you go yeah there, that, that's exactly it that's the pun do you know, it's funny no one's ever i'd never heard anyone sort of bring that up um w- within the crossfit realm let's say until recently when you and nikki were talking about it nikki former guest go back find her <laughs> her interview that was a good one uh, and the only other person that ever mentioned it to me was two years ago and it was my mum. it was just like <laughs> who's this guy you've got on your podcast I'm a hammer, like, like the baking soda. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's him. The, it's him. It's him. I'm the guy. <laughs> I am both the arm and the hammer. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, how could we not end it on that note? So, uh, thank you once again, Armin, and thank you everybody for watching or listening. Oh, still getting used to this uh, this video side of it. You'll get it, Jason. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm back. So I've managed to record an outro. So I think that's uh, good. Well done, me. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope it was a a good distraction from uh, all the chaos and things that are happening at at the moment. And if you uh, liked the video or you subscribed to the YouTube channel or you shared the podcast around, well, thank you so much. I think at at this time, we're all just looking for a little distraction from uh, quite a lot of bad news that's circulating. So just a reminder that you can uh, fill out the listener spotlight survey i'd love as many as possible filling that out to so we can shout you out on the podcast uh, i think that's uh, so a really nice uh, thing to see who's listening and they're sort of building that community uh, within the crossfit community so that's great so just to say thank you for listening or for watching and uh, i'll be back again next week with another new episode